Hey everyone, welcome to Haven. We're here, a church for people that don't go to church. Maybe you can't make it to church. Maybe you're not interested in church, but you're here checking us out. We're glad you are. Uh, we are looking at a topic I think that everyone can relate to today. Maybe you've uh, uh, struggled with knowing how good you need to be. Can you live up to a certain standard and what that standard is? We're talking uh, about that today. And we've got Brooke and Michael with us uh, to, to discuss that. So send in your questions and your thoughts. Um, we'll see them come up and uh, definitely engage with you live if you're watching live. If you're watching later, all good as well. Send us a comment and, and we'll respond to you there. But I thought we'd open uh, with a question. I, I said I'd spring one on you guys. <laughs> you didn't like my original question. Um, but when was the last time you had a, a restless night? Can you remember it? Last night? Yeah. Last night? Really? Yeah, well, I've been a crook. I about five and a half hours sleep last night, so I'd call that restless. I was yeah. lying in bed looking at the clock for no specific reason other than just not feeling well, Tom. But just looking at me, and I'm getting up in the morning and I've got stuff to do. This isn't cool. Yeah, yeah playing in your mind that you're, you're going to be speaking here at nervous times. Just give me <laughs> I wasn't sleeping well. No good. Reason. Never good. No. Um, it's easy for you to answer this one, right, Tom? Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. go. Yeah, new newborn in the house. <laughs> Waking up to the newborn crying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Restless night, definition of it. Yeah, <laughs> but for good reason. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's a that's a reasonable reason. Yes. Yes. A forgivable reason. Yeah. And they're that beautiful. Um. Oh, for me, I would say, uh, yeah. Recently, actually, I really struggle at the moment. The temperature is kind of like messing with the like you, you know how you go to sleep and you go, yep, I'm comfortable, and then you wake up and you're like, oh, it's too hot now, and then it's too cold. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that sort of restlessness, which is annoying. Um. But then in those still quiet moments, yeah, some of those little things can start playing over your mind. Oh, was I happy about how I did that today? Or yeah. what, what do I what do I think about this thing that's coming up? And do I feel secure in that? And yeah, so hmm. yeah, so some of those little thoughts that come in the night sometimes when yeah. Sure. The reason happen. I ask that question is sometimes we have a restless night because we're thinking about things that we've done, regrets, perhaps uh things that we're thinking they might catch up with us <laughs> um so a lot of what we're talking about today can maybe improve our sleep because uh, at the end of of this psalm we're going to look at it talks about a life that can't be shaken it's a life where you're not worried about what's going to catch up with you so let's let's look at that psalm uh we're going to uh, see that video now and then we'll come back and discuss it Who may worship in your sanctuary, Lord? Who may enter your presence on your holy hill? Those who lead blameless lives and do what is right, speaking the truth from sincere hearts. Those who refuse to gossip or harm their neighbours or speak evil of their friends. Those who despise flagrant sinners and honour the faithful followers of the Lord and keep their promises even when it hurts. Those who lend money without charging interest who cannot be bribed to lie about the innocent. Such people will stand firm forever. All right, so nice psalm, but why is it relevant for us today, Michael? Oh, look, I think all the psalms are relevant. I mean, for myself, I had a personal journey through psalms mm. where I've been reading this year. And um, look, I think the psalms just have a lot of encouragement, um, a lot of prayers and songs through psalms. But what's really interesting with the book of psalms too 
is a New Testament Bible, part of the Bible alone, has over 100 quotes from the Book of Psalms. So obviously the relevance of the Book of mm. Psalms was so important to the New Testament writers that they were grabbing those Psalms. I know a lot of Christian people will often have memory verses mm. that are from the Psalms, yeah. a direct verse from the farm that just, just helps them through life and gives them comfort. Mm. So, um, yeah, Psalms in general are very encouraging. They deal with real human issues too, Absolutely. don't they? They don't yeah. try and cover things up. Yeah, they, they can they take you on a journey, can't they? Mm. Give me a journey. And this particular Psalm 15 is a real, real journey. Yes. So it begins with some questions, mm. um, questions that might initially sound a bit strange to us who may enter, sort of live with God on his mountain and enter his house. But what, what, is a, what are these questions really getting at? Well, who's good enough? You know, how, mm. how, how, how are you good enough? How can you be in God's presence continually? You know, what's, what's your lifestyle need to look like to be in God's presence? That's what's getting, getting down to. Am I good enough? That's a question I guess we all grapple with it at some point. Yeah. Um, so There's a challenge in, within that. Am I good enough? The, the standard here, though, it says uh, someone who's blameless, who's, who's righteous. Uh, is that really the standard? Is that saying that we need to be, to be perfect, Michael? Well, no, it doesn't. I think, and it points out that last part of it, it's about that pure heart. Mm. It, all, it all comes back to the heart. Mm. So the whole, the whole point of that bit talks about being righteous, about blameless, but about pure heart. Mm -hmm. you know? And righteousness and being blameless all comes from the heart. So I guess it's about it's, God's not really looking at that outward appearance. He's not looking about how, how we act and how we look. Mm. It's about what's within our heart, what overflows of how we live our life, the mm. decisions that we make, how we treat other people. It's interesting you said the question, am I good enough? And it made me immediately think about that um, that way that we kind of would do life if we were looking at, am I doing good enough? Like it, it immediately becomes a comparison game, doesn't it? It's immediately like, oh, oh, I did that, but they did that. And then, oh, no, oh, all right, am I doing enough to, am I a better person than that? And it just gets so messy and mm. exhausting. And I think of that, um, the quote, wish I knew who said it, but comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. So immediately we're just so sapped and, and we then begin looking at all sorts of things except for, you know, really dealing with the heart matters, don't we? Because it's all so external, it's all so yeah. out there and then we're not actually doing business mm. in here. So it's a bit of a dangerous question really, isn't it? Like, am I good enough? Um, but if we deal with it the right way, maybe it's actually a dangerous question that leads us to a very good place. Yeah, so, I think so. I think that's the, purpose. that's the purpose of the question. Yeah. No, we don't want to play the comparison games, leads to pride or yeah. know, we're defeated and yes. we never live up to the, the standard. Yeah, because I, I don't think we're ever happy if we no. find somebody who's just the same as us, are we? We always yeah. want to look a little bit better or yeah. if we're feeling below, then we do feel yeah. that shame and that, yeah, so you're right. Yeah. It's not. It's never about finding an equality. Mm. It's always about, mm. you know. It's important to look up to people. Though. Yeah. It is important to look up to someone and think, man, they've got that right. Yep. Yeah. And they're doing that well. That's... Yeah. I want to see more of that in my life. Yeah, yes. that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mentors and mm. encouragers and stuff like that. Mm. Yes, Absolutely. yes. But you think this um, this psalm is when it's saying that we need to be blameless. Yep. It's talking about integrity. Yeah, uh, it talks yeah, about that. being undivided in our actions, mm -hmm. how we live our life. Mm. You know, it is about integrity, but it's about having our eyes fixed on Jesus. That's what it's about having our eyes fixed on Jesus, and and then what behaviours what characteristics within our life 
how they come across mm -hmm. would demonstrate that our eyes are fixed on Jesus. Mm -hmm. that's, that's what it points down to. And that's, I think, Hebrews 12, verse 2. We call to have our eyes fixed on Jesus. Mm -hmm. What we say and what we do uh, should, should line up as well. Mm -hmm. um, Brooke, tell me about when you've, you've uh, reflected on the deeper issues of life. Um, yeah, so, well, I guess it, what comes to mind is a season where I'd, I'd really been trying to to do the right things, trying to be a good mum, trying to be a good wife, just really thought I was pouring myself out in, in these ways that, um, you know, I thought was good. And then I real like, it was brought to my attention that perhaps actually I wasn't actually doing what was helpful and I was just so confused and and I, I so love that this person actually said what they said to me because it opened my eyes to the fact that I had been working so ridiculously hard at something that just was not for me to do and I had had my eyes fixed on everything else but at that time um, I would honestly say that my relationship with God, my personal devotional life, was not what it should have been. It was, um, it, it, it was, I loved God and I, I wanted to do what he wanted me to do, but I wasn't necessarily listening to the fact that he loved me. And he just wanted me to, to be, you know, really hearing from him first and then going out of that and trusting that he had that. And I mean, I think it's all a part of the journey. I don't think, I don't yeah. think I fully regret that I, mm -hmm. you know, but at the same time, I'm so grateful for the honesty that came to me that to just say, hey, and then for the fact that I realized that my best intentions, they were really from a really good place in my heart in, in some respects, but those good intentions to actually hit the right mark does that make sense That's like I, in, in my own life um but when yeah so mm. that was yeah that mm. was really what i found but the the reflection on on how you're going led you back to uh to a better place to... oh an incredibly deep place of gratefulness to god because then when i realized okay so maybe i haven't hit the mark there mm. and and really truly his promises of come to me and i will show you the way really just it blew open and and just it gave fresh air <laughs> to some of those things those struggles that i've been having where i was like I'm just trying to hang on with all my might mm. and um and god just went no just relax a little with me rest with me and um and all of a sudden yeah it just it changed some of those things and and my gratefulness that he was the perfect jesus was the perfect one who could stand in my place so i i then have new understanding of what it means to ask for forgiveness and 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 that you know first of all knowing that knowing that i need forgiveness makes me realize that jesus's gift is just mm. so precious like it it changes everything which i'm really grateful for and yeah. of course you know yeah so anyway, i could talk forever about that but you know <laughs> Thanks, <I'll stop>. <laughs> so this this um this psalm talks about living a, a life that uh is undivided like you're mm. saying and we uh spoke at the start about how that could lead to a life where we're not worried about things catching up to us we've uh yeah we've sort of told some lies and 
and private get rounds, I think, to around things. Um, let's go into that in a bit more detail to look for some some practical uh, practical ways that we can live this life in, of integrity. Mm -hmm. um, so it speaks about keeping promises. Um, you know, why is that so important to not overpromise, uh, but when we do promise something to to, to come through on it. Yeah, well, I guess it's a better principle of, I say, letting yes be yes and you know be no. Mm. You know, Matthew 5, 37, all part of the Sermon on the Mount, which is great teaching from, from Jesus, from where he teaches all about just good principles in life. You know, not too dissimilar to teaching found in this psalm, good practical instruction about how can we live a life that's have our eyes fixed on things. Um, so just doing what you say you're going to do, you know, it's, it's important. Because we've all known people that, that'll say, you know, things like, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. You just know they're not going to turn up. Yeah. You know, we know those people, don't we? Well, they just change their mind from one day to the next and something could be really important to you. And Brooke, you're part of that, but I just don't know what's going on. And then that can create anxiety, that can create worry, that can create anger, potentially, yeah. frustration, can create conflict, relationship breakdowns. So letting a yes be yes, you know being no, just being truthful. Yeah. It's just really, really important. You're just doing the things you say you're going to do. Great advice. Makes me think, like, because we're talking about integrity, but it also makes me think about in structural integrity. And, you know, how we talk about, you know, something, if steel's got good structural integrity, it's really strong. As soon yep. as it's mixed up with a little bit of other stuff, it kind of Changes. loses its strength. And I think, I think that's one of the things for me was that, you know, coming to this place of realising, okay, well, when, when God's in the mix, <laughs> I am stronger. He helps me then to, you know, look to Jesus. Because, I mean, let's face it, I would take my eyes off of God if not for grace. Because it's 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 God who keeps pulling me back and saying, "Hey, remember me, remember me," and I'm so grateful for that because I, I think some of the songs say, "You know, bind my wandering heart to Thee," you know, and and it's true. We we do try to do things in our own strength, and we try to, you know, do some of these things that this um, this is saying. You know, like we we look at others and we think, "Oh, you know, they're getting away with that. That's fine. I can do that. Yeah. Or I can enjoy that, and I don't have to worry." And and so we mix a little bit of that in, and we kind of mm -hmm. you know we we do the comparison thing, and I'm I'm not doing it quite so bad. So you know that's got to be okay, right? You know. But when we actually just look at God's integrity and what he actually asks yeah. for us and we actually then try and, you know, make sure that that's what's filling us and actually yeah. causing yeah. us to then respond. Because when, when we let his love change us, I think that that's when we realise, hey, it's just a response, not actually a, not actually a forcing myself to do something it's a it's a response mm, yeah. to him isn't it which is yeah. a very different place to come from because when we try to strive yeah. into it it's not there's no joy yeah. in that really it's not and I think that's what I was finding mm. with my earlier example is that it was all striving it was not out of response of love yeah you know that mm. I was loved therefore I could go confidently I was actually thinking I needed to do all these things and it's just it's messy it's so messy but and it also it's weaker and I think that structural integrity yeah. that comes from completely being devoted, eyes on Jesus, that's yeah. that's the source of my strength. That's good. So I think, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Now, the way we love comes into it a lot, the way we love God and mm. our response to his love, but the yeah. way that overflows to other people as well yeah. is important for a life of integrity. It talks in this psalm about treating people, you know, the way that, uh, for example, um, not charging interest on money alone. Mm. 
tell me about that, Interesting. Michael. I guess it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I'm a banker. Yes. And we do charge interest. However, this, this is reflecting back to, I guess, the Jewish people at the time, and they've got customs, and you've got to understand a bit about that. You know, they celebrated something they call the year of Jubilee, or I think it was every seven years, they cleared all debts. Yeah. Like, it was a bit different. So yeah. it's not our society today. But I think the purpose with that, and the key for us in that is that it's about not doing things for others to seek to benefit beyond. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm going to lend some money to Brooke, well, Brooke can pay back, I should be satisfied with that. Yeah. But should I want to charge her ten percent or or get something on top of that mm. so I've actually benefited out of that? Mm. I think that's the key to that piece. Yeah, it's about you know, you know returns that. good. Yep, but to actually gain, yes, I don't think was is, that's not the half. Helping somebody for the reason of helping somebody yeah. rather than I'll and help you to try and get something back. Mm. And it's interesting when you look at some of that stuff, like the year of Jubilee. I was looking at something a little while ago and I realised just how much when they actually were like, because there was, you know, there was slavery and, you know, which it's all up for debate as to how right that all is, of course, and, and definitely today, no. Um, but, you know, in, in those examples in the Old Testament law, when they freed those slaves um, at the end, they were actually meant to send them off with everything they needed to set up. Like mm. it was a real dignity infusion as they said goodbye and thank you. It was actually, it was a gratitude and things. And I think it was meant, you know, because unfortunately slavery was a reality. Um, I think it was actually meant to set it apart as, you know, in that culture even still if you were in a place of need you were taken care of and mm. and you were you were given dignity and i think that that's such a beautiful Absolutely. thing about that isn't it that you know lo loaning but not to get benefit from but actually to give dignity yeah. so that they could have the help that they needed mm. it's a beautiful thing yeah. and a lot of that too back in those days was about you know not charging interest and stuff but it was like also that was pointed towards those people that were in huge need yeah. You know, people mm. that were in a bad circumstance. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, so you want to help them, don't you? Mm. Mm. Yeah. And then it goes on talking about bribes, you know, being easily uh, led by, you know, people that are going to benefit you. Uh, taking bribes, I, I think it's uh, still prevalent uh, in, in yeah. workplaces today. Yeah, I guess so. Um, people any experiences with, with that, Michael? Oh, I can give an example. Yeah. A life, a life experience example. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's bribe, but in, in a sense it was. Um, so as a banker, a number of years ago, I was doing business banking and had a client of mine that was a builder, developer, and always wanted quick service. He wanted what he wanted, you know, and a lot of customers could that in banking and business banking. But um, one particular evening, I, I went to this, this guy's house. I did a lot of business with him, so clearly I was giving him the service he wanted. He was happy with me, um, signing some documents with him and his wife. Mm. Um, just normal routine. Walking out to the car, he hands me an envelope. As soon as I grabbed that envelope, I thought, there's cash. You can tell when there's cash in envelope. <laughs> yeah. And that was thick enough. There was a bit of cash. Okay. And I asked, look, I said, hey, I can't accept this. I knew what it was. Yeah. And he was then talking about just his way of saying thank you. It's custom, you know, it's nationality. Mm -hmm. It's a custom thing. It's how we say thank you. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I appreciate that. But, you know, but I'll look after you because that's what I do. I'm paid to do that. So I don't, mm -hmm. I don't need this. I, I can't accept it. I can't accept it for starters. I'd lose my job. Yeah. But it's just not... That's not why I look after you. You know, I don't need this mm -hmm. to do that. Yeah. I always look after you. Mm. And I go back to him. I get in the car, put my window down, reverse, and he literally tosses it across me onto my passenger seat. Okay. This envelope. I know it's cash in. I'm thinking, oh, I can't accept cash. I've now got cash from a customer driving my car home. Mm. You get sacked for that sort of stuff. Like, you can't do that. 
So I immediately phoned my manager at the time mm -hmm. to tell him, hey, this is what's happened. I've got this envelope of cash. I'm going to go to a branch and have this deposit in his account tomorrow. Mm. I'll sort it out, which I did the next day. Mm. There's $2,000 in that envelope. And I reckon it was a few weeks before Christmas. So it would have been lovely to get a $2,000 bonus just before Christmas, of course. <laughs> but a man of integrity or person of integrity doesn't do that. They don't mm. accept bribes because although he's saying it's just his custom, it's his way mm -hmm. of saying thank yeah. you. Underneath it all, it's also his way of saying, hey, you owe me. Mm. You're going to put me ahead of other people because other people haven't given you $2,000, mm -hmm. have they? But I have. Mm. So that means I get special consideration. Yeah, You're going to look after me. Yeah, That was, that was the root of it. Goes to show how easily we could talk ourselves oh, or yeah. be talked into so these situations. But who else has he given that envelope to that's kept oh, it? Exactly. Yeah. They exactly. have for sure. He's yeah. he's done it before. Yeah. It's so easy to slip into into this mm. this sort of thing where we are just, you know, pretending to ourselves that yeah, we deserve <laughs> that. That's all right. Uh, I've I've worked hard, I've built the relationship. Yeah. You know, mm. you know, so many areas in our lives where we can slip into that uh, false um, falseness where we might pretend to be someone that we're not or yeah. um, you know take take things that really we we shouldn't be taking that's right um, and it's it's a great reminder what we're talking about that it does matter these little things the little things add up and if we want to be the be the one that uh, is not going to be shaken yeah and not going to be having those restless nights worrying about things catching up on you hey? yeah you know when i let him down i'm not getting that loan approved yeah mm. do i trust that he's you know like, yeah things can catch up on you pretty quick hey mm. that's right things are all innocent taking that money yeah and i mean you could have quite honestly gone down the path of Oh, it's only two thousand dollars. It's you know, I'm sure that's small fry, and you know, yeah. I'm sure that's not really as big well, it's as cultural. it can be. It's cultural yeah. for him. It's what it's they do. Using it away, <laughs> but the fact that you had in your, in your like, person, the you had the background of knowing. Well, what does God really expect of me? What what would God do in this situation? How can I how can I then um, use that as my compass? Um, to make this decision and, and i think that that's one of the really powerful things isn't it is when we're trying to make a decision if we have no compass then we really do get kind of oh yeah. hang on that's that's, that's, that's not that whereas when you know if if we can if we can use jesus as our compass and if we can if we can use his word to clarify yeah um then we have such a strong foundation to stand on don't we it's amazing absolutely brooke that's good Mm -hmm. And we can fall into these things, everything in the world today is so quick and easy. Oh, yeah. And there's a quick, easy $2,000 for you <laughs> in that situation. But, you know, it's so easy to find. You know, I was thinking this week about other people's information, mm. you know, and you can just easily use it as your own. It's a quick, easy, easy way to make yourself appear smarter than you are. Yeah. Those sorts of things. So it's something that is all around us. Mm. And, um, something quite quite relevant for for everyone we could find areas in our life that we don't live up to this this standard of being blameless like that we're not uh the people that we we say we are so often so does this this psalm give us hope for for those of us who feel like we're not measuring up that we can't live up to this standard i guess too we've got to look at it too that underneath it all we're all sinners yeah and we're all sinners before we know Jesus as our Lord and Saviour, and even when we are, accept Jesus as our Lord and Saviour, we still make mistakes, mm -hmm. we still fall, we're not perfect. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole gospel message, that Jesus came 
into the earth. He died on a cross for the forgiveness of our sins mm -hmm. because we weren't perfect. We're not good enough. We won't be good enough. There's nothing we can do to be good enough. It's through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross and it's having our eyes fixed on Jesus mm -hmm. that makes us good enough. Mm -hmm. And then when God looks at us through Jesus, we're, we are perfect mm -hmm. because of that. And But this psalm has just good principles. It unpacks good principles mm -hmm. how to live a good good life of integrity and mm -hmm. those principles. Are we going to get it right every time? Possibly not. Mm -hmm. Some better than others. Mm -hmm. But it's the knowledge when you've actually mucked up to turn yeah. back, get your eyes fixed on Jesus again, mm -hmm. sort yourself out and, and go forward again. Yeah. You know, that, that's what it's about. It's about mm -hmm. getting yourself back on track, yeah. getting those eyes fixed on Jesus mm -hmm. and getting around good Christian people. I mean, there's, mm -hmm. there's principles of that in there too. You know, yeah. talked in there about, you know, despising a vile person. I mean, it's pretty harsh words, yeah. aren't they? But you've got to understand the context of that. It's yeah. about despising the lifestyle, mm -hmm. yeah. despising the values, not the person, mm. because God loves that person, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But he despises the values, he despises the decisions, and so should we. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to emulate that. We want to emulate good Christian behaviour. Mm -hmm. You know, it's looking at other good Christian people and emulating that behaviour as opposed to thinking, well, this is okay when else does it. Yeah. yeah. You know, so this is good comparison. for me too. And all of a sudden, mm -hmm. yeah, your decision-making process is yeah. just not so good. That's mm -hmm. right. If we, we compare ourselves to, to others around us and they're doing it, mm -hmm. yeah. why not? It's okay. But if we're looking to Jesus, that uh, the person that truly is blameless, the only one yeah. who ever was, yeah. and the only one that can look God in the face yeah. and say, yeah, I deserve to be here in your house. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, that's a very different comparison. Mm -hmm. Like you're saying, Brooke, caused us to reflect on on our need for him. Yeah, and I think what a beautiful blessing, right? Like, you know, when we when we go, Oh, I've stuffed up and, and, and I know what I want. Like you know, because when, when we do look at Jesus and we, we say, That was incredible, you hung on that cross, you bore that shame that everything was on you and and I, I sometimes think about the question Jesus asked on that cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And if I'm honest, and I'm going to be a little bit emotional, but I had a, a bit of a moment when I was reading that, um, the last time I read through that, and I was, I just want to say, my God, it was for me. And I think when each of us get to that place, when we say, hey, I am not everything I wish I could be, but Jesus, you were. And it's amazing because then every time we look at a psalm or or something like that where we see our failure in the mirror, bang, I can't be that perfect. But Jesus, you were and you did what you did for me. And then you didn't stay there. The Holy Spirit rose you again from the dead and you are in victory. And, and now when I want to find Jesus in his presence, if I ask his forgiveness and I and I seek him to 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 wash me again for that for whatever it is that's making me feel that sense of of distance or falling like less yeah. than where I want to be mm -hmm. um every time it's a moment where he can just love into me again and say no I I did that for you and 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 that that goes from strength to strength then and I think that um, when we when we're talking about structural integrity, then like you know, if if every time I realise, yes, no, he has forgiven me, um, not that I would go and then willingly do the wrong thing just so that I could have that experience of forgiveness, because that's that's mm -hmm. twisted. That's 
that is not the loving response of my God loves me. Um, it, it's just simply realizing that the creator who made me knows that my offering is going to be to receive his love. Everything else comes second to that. And so when I receive his love, it just changes what I want to do. And it's, that is grace again. It's not, it's not me saying I must, I must. It's, it's him doing something in me. So. Yeah. Any final thoughts, Michael? Um, on that, no, I think you've wrapped it up really well. Mm. Probably, yeah. Me talking up. too much again. <laughs> At the end, that last part of the verse, you're yeah. going to touch on that, Tom? Yeah, or please. Yeah. Touch on that. I mean, it, it all wraps up too. It, yeah. At the end, it talks about you will never be shaken. Yeah. Okay, so even though you're talking there, Brooke, about, you know, you failed, you've looked yourself, you know, this failing. Mm. But you've gone back and you fixed your eyes on Jesus because you'll never be shaken because mm. you know you know how to respond. Yeah. You know your response of your failing is to turn your eyes back on Jesus. Yeah. You will not be shaken. Yeah. You will you will keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, even though you might have made a bad decision. Yeah. You might have done something that wasn't so good. Mm. Yeah. And you're disappointed in yourself. Yeah. Maybe someone else is disappointed in you. Yeah. But you know that Jesus is there. You know his forgiveness is there. You know, you can fix your eyes back on him and you will never be shaken. Yeah, for sure. That's I think that's just special. Yeah. yeah. Really special the way that psalm wraps up at the end. Yeah. Mm. We've all we've all felt times when we've been on that, that shaky ground and we're, yeah. we're uncertain about things. But if, if that's you at the, at the moment, um, really encourage you to, to look into, into Jesus and finding out more about him. Love to talk to you. Feel free to message that number up on the screen behind me. Uh, but like you were saying as well, the need for community around us yeah. um, as well. People that are going to encourage us and give us those reminders you know, I was, I was thinking this one morning this week, um, just how my first instinct is not to, to go to God and to talk to him. It's, it's just want to get up and get up and go on with the day. Um, I thought, what would help me? What would help me, uh, you know, be reminded of, of what God says first. I thought maybe if somebody sent me a message of encouragement, and so I thought, well, let's let's try that. And I've started messaging a few people, um, just a, a Bible verse and some thoughts, offer of prayer, and That's nice. um, just that coming to you via message, like a personal way, um, just might be an encouragement. And I'd like to offer that for anyone. You can message that number on the screen and say, yep, I'd be interested in that. Um, happy to do that for you. Um, yeah, and some good things have, have come out of people have said, yeah, that's really helped today. So that's the power of God's word and power of getting around people that are going to keep those reminders coming um, throughout your life because we all need that mm. and uh, all need community. So Absolutely. thanks for thanks for joining us today, Michael and Thank Brooke. you, Tom. Thank you. A great discussion and, and something I'm sure everyone will get something out of. Um, but uh, God bless you. Thank you for watching. Uh, feel free to connect during the week.